Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 236 of Beyond Retirement. As you might recall, last week I was joined by Dr. Lucy Burns, who addresses both the physiological and psychological causes of weight gain and obesity in her practice. Dr. Burns started off by saying that the rate of obesity in our society is increasing, and the general narrative is that if you're storing excess fat and gaining weight, it's because you're lazy and you eat too much. She's trying to help people understand that this generalization is quite often not true. The part of our conversation that was most interesting to me was the science behind it. The answer to the question, what makes the lifestyle that she's proposing work? Without going into too much detail, because I don't want to repeat last week's show, the general trend over the years is to a diet that's low fat and high carb. And this has resulted in the increase in insulin levels in our bodies over time. And as the quote-unquote normal insulin level goes higher in the body, it blocks fat stores so your body can't utilize that stored energy. So you need to keep eating more to give your body energy because none of your stores can be accessed. And of course, we generally turn to something quick when we're tired and want to boost. Manufacturers know this, and packaged foods, for example, are highly palatable and highly addictive, which adds to the problem. I'm guessing many of you have also heard over the years, like I have, that it's better to have multiple small snack-type meals through the day rather than just two or three main meals. Dr. Burns said humans aren't natural grazers. We're metabolically flexible, and we should be able to use a little bit of carbohydrates to get our initial energy kick, and then dig into the fat stores in our body to sustain our energy. Her analogy of the body as a fireplace was kind of interesting. She said a fireplace uses two forms of fuel, kindling and logs. Carbs are kindling. They burn for a bit, but you have to keep putting more in if you want to sustain the fire. So we graze all day. A muffin, an apple, coffee, some juice. Each of these are carbohydrates, and we're just throwing more kindling on the fire. We should be starting with a bit of kindling, and then the body should be putting the logs on from a stack of logs close by. But having a high, quote-unquote, normal insulin level means your logs are outside in the woodshed, not beside the fireplace. And the woodshed's locked, so you can't get at it. So now you're tired and hungry, so you go grab something quick to eat and end up putting more kindling on the fire, and it's a vicious circle. By learning to reduce the carbs, or the kindling, and therefore unlocking the woodshed, your brain and your body learn a new cycle. Of course, it takes time. So at first, you add in some real high-fat food and some proteins, and this allows the woodshed to open up. 
then you reduce the fat and you focus on the proteins because your body stores of fats are available. This made a lot of sense to me, but how do we know when to stop adding the extras? Dr. Burns said that if you tune back into your body and listen to whether you're hungry or not, you'll start to hear the cues. You'll know that when you simply don't want bacon and eggs anymore, it's because your body has received enough of the high-fat logs, and now your woodshed is open for business. So, what does this have to do with life beyond retirement? I've talked to a lot of people from their 50s on up to well into their 80s, and some of the common threads and topics of conversation are diet, weight, and energy levels. It seems that many people look forward to this stage of life to start doing the activities they've been putting off, like traveling, volunteering, learning new sports like golf or pickleball. And many are finding that they don't seem to have the energy they figure they should have, and they're gaining weight even though they're eating less. Of course, there are many considerations, and there's not one solution for everyone, but taking a look at what and how we eat as we age is one way to address the problem. And when we're traveling, sometimes it's harder to follow our regular routines, too. Maybe eating habits are the first to degenerate a bit. The idea of following a low-carb lifestyle and using whole foods as a basis of our diet makes a lot of sense. We can usually recognize whole foods for whatever they are in foreign countries, while some of the prepared meals might be harder to identify. And I suppose the idea of grazing comes into play a bit more when traveling, especially if touring, because you're not always sure where or when the next meal will be, so snacking is more appropriate. Having an idea of things that will properly keep that woodshed open might come in handy. Just as a little bit of a summary of the takeaways from my interview with Dr. Lucy, here are some tips that I came up with. One, low-carb real foods can help balance your body and your mind, leading to permanent weight loss. Consider trying to incorporate more vegetables, nuts, seeds, healthy fats into your diet while cutting out processed high-carb foods. Two, look beyond the number on the scale. Dr. Burns believes that weight is not the ultimate measure of health. Instead, focus on how you feel in your own body. Eating a diet rich in whole foods that nourish your body can lead to great health outcomes, even if the scale doesn't show a major change. Three, prioritize long-term health, not just weight loss. Healthy weight loss should be a side effect of a healthy lifestyle, not the main goal. Avoid restricting calories or extreme exercise regimes. Instead, focus on meal plans that are nutritious and fulfilling. Dr. Lucy encourages her clients to prioritize their health above all else and to focus on creating a sustainable lifestyle rather than a quick fix. A diet isn't sustainable if it makes you feel deprived or hungry all the time. Finding a way of eating that works for you and your lifestyle and that you can sustain over time is way better than just worrying about weight loss. Number four, don't forget the psychological side of weight gain. Address the underlying psychological and emotional factors to treat the root of the problem. Toxic diet culture and societal pressure to look a certain way can cause psychological stress that con contributes to weight gain. Number five, educate yourself. To make a lifestyle change that lasts, you need to understand why you're making the change. Take the time to learn about the relationship between diet and health. Dr. Burns' podcast, Real Health and Weight Loss, is a great source of learning about the topic. Next week, I'm going to be talking to Joe Casey from the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. 
Among other topics, we'll be discussing finding a purpose and if it's really important or not. I hope you'll join us. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.